Hello and welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here is always my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how are you? Lights, camera, action, Adam. Ooh, can't even speak. We already have a title. It's movie day. It's movie yep. day. Oh, what a time. What a time. I am excited. I, oh, oh, the, the cinephile, I, I've been waiting for this show all day. I'm excited. Even though I just like form. So I'm curious. Yeah. Before we get into our lists, did you come up with like a short list before you oh, started? Of course I, did. I had like 50 films on it. 50. Okay. I had like 30, but I had like 50 films on it. It was impossible to put this list together. It took I me, almost, it took me days. I almost forgot one. I was like, oh my God, I forgot this movie. Oh, there and, no doubt in my mind I, I that I forgot films. There, there, no doubt about it. I uh, went to Liberty for myself. I put links in mine just so I can see uh, at a glance, like, oh, who is in this movie? Who directed it? And um, so when I was getting the link for one of the movies in my list, that's what made me like, oh, shit. I forgot this one that I actually really like, but I just didn't think about it at the moment. Yeah, I, I I did not go to those lengths to be to be quite honest. I just know all these films really from seeing them multiple times. That's that, that's the key also with my list. And it's like maybe maybe when we uh, go before we start, we have to just talk about what quantifies what made our list because obviously this is very subjective, and there are going to be people that have so many issues with what is on the list, what's not on the list, like. All right, I'll give you an example. My Cousin Vinny is not on this list. It's not on mine yet either. Thank God. My Cousin Vinny is the most overrated film that has ever been put into existence. I mean, I don't really know our demographics as well as I probably should, because I'm not a man of the people, unlike some people. I'm a man of the people. I'm also a man of cinema. I have, let's see. Well, no, I was going to say, I don't really know our demographics as well, but you know, The Lord of the Rings, Return of the King is not on my list and people love that movie. I've never seen Lord of the Rings, so I, I, I couldn't tell you. Same thing with yeah. Harry Potter. There, there's no Harry Potter. I've never seen Harry Potter. I've only seen a couple and th- none of them are, are on my list. Uh, three. There are seven films on my list that are from the 2000s. A lot of my top five are movies from before I was born. <laughs> like, um, Yeah. No, my top five, with the exception of one, is I was alive. I was alive when when they when they were released. Yeah, there are a couple. There are a couple there from the two thousands. A couple from late nineties. Um, but yeah, I think actually a good amount are from the two thousands, like early two thousands, early to I mid. Ca- I can't say the same with. Uh... With my, oh no, sorry, sorry. I do have I do have one late nineties on here, two late nineties on here. All right, we're 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 we're, we're saying too much. We're, I was we're about saying, to be like, what's your, what's your way most, too much? What's your most recent release? Like, what's the what's the newest movie? Uh, twenty nineteen. Me too. That's so weird. It's definitely not the same movie. <laughs> uh, definitely not. If it is, I would be stunned. I would also be stunned. It's not the same. <laughs> 
because I, I'm pretty sure that you said you haven't seen this film. Oh, okay. I know I know what movie you're talking about. I still haven't seen it. That's fucking disgraceful. Uh before, before before we get too carried away. Let's let's just uh, let's just carry on swiftly. Uh do we do we, we need to do Deep Sleeper because this is a basement talk podcast and we need to do Deep Sleeper. Okay. Great. I actually have one for this. Oh, well, um, I, I I enjoy that pick. Please, please, by all means. So um well, you didn't ask, I, I I'll ask the questions you're going first. Adam, what is your deep sleeper of the week? Well, thank you, Bird. So oh, you're quite welcome. Um glasses, eyeglasses. Ooh. And the and the screws that go into eyeglasses. Very specific. Because it's very specific. I was so Friday night, I was in my apartment watching TV, and it, you don't wear glasses. So you don't know. Not not Um, yet anyway. Not yet. Well, probably getting close. So there's on my glasses. There are these two, like so small screws. They're like the size of literally a pea. Uh, Maybe, maybe smaller. Ray-Bans, Ray-Bans have sort of the same thing. Like my Ray-Ban metals that I have, they kind of have the same sort of deal. Yeah. So basically the frames. So the whole thing is the frame, but the frames that keep the lenses in, the part that keeps the lenses in are they're held together by these like two tiny screws. And one of the screws came loose and I was literally watching TV, minding my own business and my glasses lens like fell out <laughs> and the screw came loose. I was like, Oh my God. This is like 10 o'clock at night. Also, oh God, I was like, Oh my God, this is ridiculous. I mean, it all worked out because basically you just go to the, go to like whatever Lens crafters, vision works, whatever, whatever place you no free advertising. Um, but you just go to where whatever glasses store and they can fix it. But um, yeah, it's one of those things where like you never realize it's a problem until it happens to you. And I had to wear as a spare pair, I have like a prescription from probably four years ago at this point in my life. Jeez. And so I couldn't see, and like it's funny, I could see better without my glasses entirely than with that old ass prescription <laughs> because the man's not blind hallelujah yeah Amen there was the church well if you had seen if you had put on those glasses everything was like if it was a foot in front of me clear as day if it was like maybe a couple feet in front of me huh what's that i could I probably couldn't read like the side of a truck across the street. (laughs) It was not good. I had to, (laughs) I was at the mall to go do this and I ordered lunch and (laughs) I literally had to like take off my glasses to look at the menu (laughs) because it was so blurry because it was like high up. I was, yeah, I, (laughs) not a fun time. Get taller, Adam. What do you want me to tell you? That's not the problem. You get told this. You could, it could be in your line of sight instead of you have to look up. It would still be blurry, probably. You, you just the man. The man is just that blind. Well, with those prescription, with that prescription, I was. And yeah, it was just you never know real pain and struggle until you have to wear like an old prescription of your glasses, and like my eyes have been terrible. Well, I mean, relatively terrible. For, for a while. Um because so, I've had to wear glasses my entire life. Oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You 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 have nothing to worry about. I'm gonna be probably joining you soon enough. 
So, um, yeah, but they've gotten better, which is nice. But yeah, no, it's uh, actually you'd love this because you're a big tennis guy. I am my a tennis eye, guy. My eye doctor is or was she's retired now. Um, Renee Richards. You told me this. Yeah, I know. Well, not yes. on the air. Yes, you told me this. Yeah, Renee Richards. That's very she's funny. Great. That's very, very funny. funny. Yeah, I know. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? She went to school. F- I think she went to school for ophthalmology or something like that. And like tennis was like a side hobby. Oh, a side she was, hobby. She was really good at. I don't know. It's been a while since I've read her Wikipedia page, but she's awesome. Um, and they were going to operate in my eye. This is a whole story. I'm not getting into it. Because you still need to go over your deep sleeper, and we need to talk about movies. So and the movies are going to take quite a long time. Yeah, if you want to hear stories about my eyes and that and all the fun they're in, text me or something or whatever. Send it a question in the mailbag. Send it, send it a question to, to to the mailbag. Uh, my my uh, deep sleeper is just very 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 short. Uh, my deep deep sleeper for the week is home. And I'm going home this week, going back to LA. I'm very, very excited. Going to go see my people from the LA area. And you want a link? Hit me up. Hit me up with the socials. Always down. Always down. Be in, uh, be in the Santa Monica area for a little bit. I'll be up to Thousand Oaks. Maybe at Topanga. Excited to go home. Excited to go home. See my people. Get a nice little break. Yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Be a good time. It's gonna be fun. I'm excited. I've but I'm, I'm gonna be in Beverly Hills, California. And Adam, you know what we say about Beverly Hills on this uh family of podcasts. We love the stars. We love the stars. Adam, who is on who's the star that's on your mind today? Um, well, I can't say Emilio Estevez. Because... I mean, I was gonna say Emilio Estevez. <laughs> that's a great guy. Although, you know, it, it's a good shout. Ducks fly together. Don't they, don't forget that. Indeed, they do. Who is the star on my mind? I don't know. I don't know. You tell me. No, well, I guess it's it's more of a rhetorical question. Um, hmm. I don't know. Oh, this is absolutely disgraceful. Harrison uh, this... Ford. Who? Harrison Ford. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the story that's on my, that starts on my mind today. A great guy. Steve Carell. Great guy. Love oh, I love him. Steve Carell. Love him. Not on my list. Yeah, I was going to say Steve get... Carell is on my list, but a great guy nonetheless. Is uh, is Get Smart or uh, Date Night or any of those Anchorman. movies? Anchorman. Anchorman. Nope. Nope. Fun fact. Fun fact. I actually think Anchorman is very overrated. I love Anchorman. Anchorman. I'm. That's another one of those movies. Like, wow. Yeah, I just remembered that it's not on my list. It's probably just outside. Will Ferrell guy. If I'm being honest. Really? Oh, Will Ferrell is very funny. Oh, he's funny. Yeah, he's funny, but he's not not my cup of tea. I just think Anchorman is just such a quotable movie. Oh, it's extremely quotable. That's what makes it funny. I'm saying that's not. It's just for me. For me, it doesn't it doesn't have a ton of rewatch value. I get which it. I guess is perfect segue into going what our lists actually curtail and how we rank these. And I guess I'll start since I kind of just said it. 
It comes okay. down to classic. Comes down to story arc, obviously. Comes down to acting performances, and it comes down to does it have rewatch value? Can I go back and rewatch this movie again? So maybe an example of a film that I considered to be on my list, but didn't get on it because I just really wouldn't go back and 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 watch it again. Uh, something like um, any. I, I say this very loosely because there are certain Tarantino films that oh. definitely have rewatch value, but something like Django, for example, I don't really like, I'm not going to go sit on my couch on a Friday night and, you know, I'm scrolling through, you know, whatever streaming service uh, that I'm I'm on and I see Django. I'm not going to be like, Oh man, I'm really going to watch Django tonight. Like I, I don't, it doesn't have the same rewatch value as something like um, something maybe that I oh what I was gonna put on my list, but I ended up did I not put it? No, I didn't put it on my list. Like Lawrence of Arabia, one of my favorite films, did not did not make the list, but it's an honorable mention for sure because it was it was very close. I think I think on this list we only did twenty. Lawrence of Arabia probably was like twenty one. Okay, as a yeah, matter of fact, I... it was it was because I was debating it over what actually got number 20 yeah i I feel that there are some movies where i'm like i don't know if i want to watch that again like i don't know solo i actually just recently watched that movie with my friends the the star wars movie the so sure. the biopic about or not biopic whatever the 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 solo movie about han solo i don't know if i would it's a, it was a good movie i just don't know if i'd like watch it again yeah, like it's, I liked it, it's it. kind of the same I, thing. I enjoyed the ride and it was fun and everything and the performances were great. But yeah, I don't know if I'd watch it again necessarily. Yeah, I, I think it's very fair. Adam, what, what, what were some of the things that went into uh, went into your list? Your list. Um, For some of these movies, uh, nostalgia. Sure, uh, sure. There were a couple that I watched when when i was younger um and like i've watched them again I was like, oh yeah no still good that's good um you know these are these are still good some of it is kind of the same criteria where i don't know story arc is kind of applies to some of these but not all of them sure um but you know if it's a comedy how much it made me laugh um you know Part of it is also like the moments because yeah. I'm not like Rain Man, which is not a movie on my list, which actually I haven't really seen. I just know about like, you know, that you, he you, has a great You've memory. never seen Rain Man? No, I've never seen Rain Man. What? Wow. Well, well anyway. we're going to learn so much about each other today, Adam. I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Well, um, I don't. Rain Man. That's crazy. I don't have a photographic memory of all of these movies. So I feel like the moments in these movies um, had a lot more weight, especially ones that I haven't seen in a while. Um, the moments had a lot more weight than maybe the movie as a whole. And maybe that sounds shitty. I don't know. But, um, you know, it, it's an opinion. It, it's an opinionated list. Fair. Um, but it, again, yeah. it, it's subjective. It's subjective. Yeah. So I can't, I can't really 
hate on it too much, but will I? Oh, absolutely. And you're going to hate on my yes. list. You're going to hate yes. on my list. That's, that's what makes it fun. That is what makes it fun. Um, Honestly, though, in the top five, I know a lot more about, I could probably tell you what happened in these movies, like front to back, more or less. Um, Fair. So that is a bit different criteria wise. And I looked at those more as the, as a whole, as opposed to just the moments, but Fair enough. yeah, for some of the movies in the, in the bottom 10. So I think that the movie or the, the moments had more of a weight to that. I, I will definitely say that my top six there's a significant tear drop off to the rest. I feel like we're on the fantasy show right now talking about tears, but there is, there's a significant tear drop off from film six and film seven. Not saying that film yes. seven's bad or anything, but it's, I'm just saying that, you know, we go from maybe um, platinum to carat, 24 carat gold from six to seven. Gotcha. I don't know if there's like a tear drop off, maybe a little bit, maybe going from oh, definitely, definitely. But I, I, but I also, I also feel very incomplete that I can't talk about uh, Shawshank, Godfather Part One, Part Two, um, Oppenheimer, Gone with the Wind, Casablanca. I, I honestly, like, there's a part, there's a part of me that's just destroyed. Honestly, yeah. And actually, that's something that I want to mention as well. For movies that are franchises, I only picked one for like one movie per franchise, just because it's it wouldn't be as like I don't know as unique, I guess. If it was Fair. just like, okay, I mean, so... I, I didn't I didn't have any um, franchise conflict in uh, in my list. I had to, I had one franchise conflict that I was like, you know what, I'm I'm just going to keep it one for per franchise. And you could probably guess which one it is yep. if you know me. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. So here's how we're going to do this, Adam. This is terrible podcasting. I know. I had the pen. I'm going to spin said pen. Okay. If the blue point is pointing at you, you go first. Blue point is pointing at me. I go first. Ready? Yes. Okay. It is pointing at you. All right. So do you, want me to, do you want me to go in reverse order, I assume? Yeah, 20 to 1. Okay. 20 to 1. I have I have your list, but I'm not looking at it yet. Okay. I'm not looking at it yet. I want I want to be surprised that when you get to one, I'll be able to ask my questions. Okay. Well, I didn't put any of the years in, but I don't think any of these movies are remakes. So okay. I don't think that's going to be a factor. Sure. Okay. So 20 to 1. The Bench Warmers, The Hateful Eight. What? Okay. The Bench Warmers, The Hateful Eight, Moneyball, Dragon Ball Super Broly, which is an anime movie, uh, Happy Gilmore, La La Land, Semi Pro, Toy Story 3, Birdman, Shazam, Office Space, Major League, The Wolf of Wall Street, The Dark Knight, Austin Powers and Goldmember, The Departed, Pulp Fiction, Godfather 1. Empire Strikes Back and Goodfellas. Okay. <laughs> the Benchwarmers. Really? <laughs> really? 
It's really? Great, it's a fun movie. <laughs> it's funny, but top 20? Are we fucking kidding? I was debating that and yesterday. Oh, actually. yesterday's great. I do love Oh, Adam. I am. Oh. Oh, dearie me. The be- I, I'm not saying the best horse is bad. I, I find it very funny. I am 12. But, like... I am 12. I love that Love that joke. Adam. I told you nostalgia had a factor. Oh, bro. A factor. <laughs> a factor. My God, it, take, it took over your entire list. Well, I mean, it's a, a lot of these movies are more recent. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Moneyball at 18. I'm, I'm I'm surprised. Moneyball did not make my list. It wasn't really considered for my list. But I think just like knowing you. Would I have put Moneyball over Happy Gilmore? Dragon Dragon Ball Super I've, I've never seen. So I can't I can't comment. It's I it's can't, I can't yeah, comment it, on it. I never will it's see anime. it. Okay, well that's fair. I never will see it, but I I can't I can't hate on it. I can't say it's a great choice. I, I just have to be very neutral on it. But Moneyball was awesome. Moneyball was great. Now, what I will say, this is something that maybe goes into my list as well, and we can kind of defend ourselves here. I'm looking at the sports movies that you have on yours. Moneyball, Happy Gilmore, Major League. And we didn't put Remember the Titans on it. I don't have Remember the Titans on, on, on my list. It's been it, so it long. It was considered. Remember the Titans was considered. It has been so long since I've watched that movie that I don't think I can really put it on this list. Fair. Fair. I probably haven't well, watched Remember the Titans in probably six or seven years. I'll tell you one sports movie that definitely uh, was a contender was Miracle also. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't consider it, but great shout. Um. Yeah, yeah. I I have to say, just looking at looking at your list very very quickly before I get back to like the the analysis of it all. There isn't a film on your list that I'm sitting here. I'm saying to myself, "Fuck, how come I didn't put that on my list?" Which is good. I, I'm I'm very happy <laughs> because I I did advanced research. I needed to make sure that I had all of my bases covered. And if I saw a film that was on your list that I'm I was saying to myself, "Oh my god." Why is it not on my list? I I would have been irate. What I will say yeah. is, if I'm looking at your top 12, Toy Story 3, great. Uh, amazing. I wouldn't put it in my top 20. I probably wouldn't put it in my top 40. Would it be my top 100, though? Yes, it would. It, 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 to- anything Toy Story is amazing. That was tough, actually, picking between Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 3, in my opinion. Sure. For that. Sure, franchise. Oh, the but the original the original Toy Story is just a classic. Yeah, it's just a classic. Did you l- let me let me ask you because I I didn't put any um any Pixar films in mine. Were there any other Pixar's or Pixar slash Disney that you could have put in in here? Because I think there were two. Well, one did make the list, so I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say which one did, but the one. The other one that I thought of, because I said to myself, okay, there's probably only two Pixar slash Disney films that I could think of 
that I would put on my list, it would be the one that I did put on my list, which we'll get to in a minute. Yes. And the original, the original, the first one, The Incredibles. Ooh, that's a good, yeah. Yeah. I did not think of The Incredibles. The one that I was, the one that I had on my short list was Up. Oh, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Good shout. Yeah. Good shout. Made me cry. Made me cry. One of like three movies that made me, that I've seen in the theaters that made me cry. Have I ever cried in the movie theater over a film? I probably have. I just can't. I just can't think of it. So I definitely, cry, I definitely cried over over films before. Like uh, I, we've talked about this, Marley and me. Like yeah, destroyed, <laughs> just d- d- destroyed. I, I can't. I can't watch it ever again. I, I <laughs> sobbed like a baby. Uh, yeah, it was Up and Toy Story three. What other movie was it? Maybe La La Land. Did I cry during that? I don't think so. Definitely those two. A La La Land was was really good. La La Land was yeah. a really really good film. I, I'm surprised the the romantic and you didn't put the uh, put like the Notebook in there. Oh come on! The crazy thing but, is, I don't even like musicals <laughs> as much. Or I'm oh, better. Man. I'm I'm more in on musicals than I have been in my entire life. But. Before I saw La La Land, and the thing is, is that I didn't know that La La Land was a musical before I went into it. No, which helps. no, La La Land is absolutely musical. Of course, no, I know, but I'm saying I love my I show got, tunes, Adam. You always see some show tunes. No, before I sat down, I was like, "Oh man, this is gonna be great." And then they started doing musical numbers, like, "Oh, what the fuck is this?" But then after the end of the movie, I was like, "This is amazing." Yeah, yeah, yes, that that's exactly how the film goes, especially if yeah. you if you're a man, if you're a man and you're not into the whole show show tunes thing, but. You know, maybe your no significant other that. significant other wants to watch La La Land, and you're sitting there, and you're just like, "The fuck is this?" And at the end of the mo- at the end of the movie, you're like, "Yeah, it's actually trying to be right." Yeah, well, no comments on that. But I would say that seeing Les Mis maybe like a year or two before on Christmas, because I was basically forced to, I was outvoted by the rest of my family to go see Le- the movie version of Les Mis. That did not help my taste in musicals. Oh, yeah, the late the lame is movie was uh was was not great. It's not great. I was like, this is awful. <laughs> I never want to see musical ever again. But you know, La La Land is good. So it all it all works out. I was about this close to putting Mamma Mia on on my <laughs> list, but I didn't do it. I resisted the urge. <laughs> I really did. I was so close. That would have been funny. I I I love Mamma Mia. I really do. Uh back to your list. Birdman at 12. You know, there's a, you know, well, this is like the year that Birdman won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, why did this move? It was before I saw it. Mm-hmm. I was like, me too. me too. Why did this movie win Best Picture? What the fuck? What's going on? And then I saw it. I was like, oh, that's why. <laughs> yes. Yes. My reaction Exactly. Then you actually watch it, and then you say, oh. "It's like a parasite." When when Parasite ended up winning everything, it was the the fuck. Why did this win everything? And you actually watch it, and you're like, "Oh, I see. <laughs> I see." 
yeah, I feel like that's going to happen whenever I watch everything everywhere all at once. Oh, yeah, yes, yes. I same thing. Same thing. Amazing. Yeah. All right. Any other questions about my list? Oh, I haven't gotten started. Okay. Haven't even gotten started. Major League at the top 10. I love Major League. It's such a great movie. All right, you're you're going to come at me. Overrated. Unbelievable. I I'm sorry. Well, listen, it's just it's your opinion, but that's like your opinion, man, which is another movie that I could have put on this list, but I didn't. I've never seen it. I've never seen it in full. You've ever seen The Big Lebowski? Nope. Oh, that's a great one. I've never seen it in full. I've seen bits and pieces, but I've never seen it in full. Man, the more I talk about this, the more I'm like, why did I put the bench warmers at 20? It's a great movie, but <laughs> I'm saying the same fucking thing. <laughs> you you just you're, here you are, quotability, and you just quoted the big Lebowski, and it's not on your list. Yeah. That's true. Um, okay. Well, yeah, Major League is great. Wolf of Wall Street at eight. This is it is a film. That divides a lot of opinion. There are yeah. people who swear it is a top 20 film all in. And then there are people who will say it's not even top 100. It's, yeah, it's a bit gross. Like, the things that happen in the movie are a bit gross, which I understand. It might be, you know, a turnoff for some people. And... I don't know. I just got, I like the story is based off a true story. Um, and you know, DiCaprio and Margot Robbie and Jonah Hill were all great. We're yeah. all great in that movie. You want to talk and, about and Matthew McConaughey? How could you dare forget Matthew McConaughey? That's true. Let's talk about quotability. Those are rookie numbers. You got to put those numbers up. All right. All right. All right. Um, there are there were a couple times where I had to, I don't know in what context, but some sometimes if somebody's talking about like an expensive meal or something, sure. I always like the thing that always pops in my mind is like, what did the sides cure cancer? <laughs> I love that line so much. <laughs> for quotability, Wolf of Wall Street is, is right up your alley. And I would I actually would agree with the people that say it's I'm more on the side to say it's a top 20 film of all time than say it's not top one hundred. It's probably top fifty for me, all in. It didn't. It wasn't considered for my top twenty, but was it on the short list? Yes, Wolf of Wall Street was on my short list. Like, if I may, can I just tell you the films that were on my short list based on the ones that you put down? Because there there are a few on here. Sure. So, um, Goodfellas is on my short list. Godfather That's crazy. Part One. Godfather Part One. Obviously, but I could put it on my list, so fuck you. Um, The Departed on my short list, Wolf of Wall Street on my short list, Dark Knight on my on my short list, Birdman on my short list, La La Land on my short list, Happy Gilmore on my short list, Moneyball was not on my short list. Interesting. Uh, the Benchwarmers maybe was like fifty first. We'll, we'll never okay. Know. We'll never know. Oh. <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> Screw it. I'm going all in. I'm defending my take. The Benchwarmers is great. It's a great movie. 
Say it with your chest. Great. It's a fantastic movie. Anyway. Um, yeah, The Departed is fun. I uh, I watched the, the first glimpse of that movie that I saw was I was at in summer camp and we were on the bus ride home from some trip. And I watched like the ending of The Departed. And I was the most confused I've ever been in my entire life after watching the ending of The Departed after having not watched the rest of the movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm so sorry that you had to watch the end of a Scorsese film. Like, my God. Without watching the rest of it. Uh, that's like, that's with, with, with any Scorsese. Anything <laughs> anything that is, that is Marty Scorsese is going to be at least three hours long and is going to be a fucking journey. Yeah, but after watching the full movie, um, I was like, oh, this is great. I loved like the whole cat and mouse game of you know moles on two sides and um trying not to get caught i thought it was really cool that like that whole dynamic and then the new when the new scorsese film comes out in october get ready to sit down for three and a half hours and watch some cinematic excellence yes he's a great director killer killers of the flower moon in october it's supposed to be excellent yeah he's one of my favorites him and Tarantino are both one of my favorites. I'm more of a Scorsese guy than I am a Tarantino guy. I'm also more of a Christopher Nolan guy than I am a Scorsese or a Tarantino guy. Yeah. Any, anything Christopher Nolan, I'm, I'm going to consume. I know. The man, the man is just incredibly gifted. All right. Speaking of Christopher Nolan, The Dark Knight at 7? Why so low? Why so low? Why, Why so, seri- so low? Why so serious? Nice. Yeah, nice. I'll give you that. Set, set me up for that one. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. That was that was that was kind of funny. <laughs> I don't know. It's tough. I mean, I could easily probably switch the Dark Knight with the Departed, but I do. It's tough. I do. I do like. I like the Dark Knight. Like a lot of these movies. If you, if we did the show next week, um, please, God, I might, no. yeah, let's not. But it might be a different list. Same, similar movies, different order. Sure, sure. They Just do change. Because... They do change. Favorite, favorite, favorite films. They change like the tide. Yeah. Kind of yeah, like. Well, I'm not kind of like which girlfriend you're going to pay attention to uh, this week. Uh, once is, that, again, is that right, Adam? No, no comment on that one. <laughs> um, listen, listen for for all the non-monogamous men out there. It's a choice you make. I don't know how you do it. One, okay. one is hard. One is hard enough for me. I did not think that we were going to be doing this right now, but <laughs> anyway, I was going to say I'm. Yeah, I'm not as rock solid, I guess, in my top five as as you are. That's 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 confident. <laughs> I'm no. not that confident in it, but there it is. No, like your actual top five, not like in not like this list, I'm saying. Well, this is your this is your list. No, I know. I'm taking your list as gospel. No, I know. I'm just saying my top five isn't 
Cause like your top five for like the entirety of when I've known you has been basically the same. Yeah, correct. Correct. It, it, it's going to take a whole hell of a lot for me to ever change my top five. And just last week, my top five changed for probably the first time in maybe 15 years. Yes. So it's a little different. Is there anything else I want to quiz you on about this? Uh, uh, yeah. Like. Okay. Pulp Fiction. Didn't make my list. Really? I'm kind of like... It, again, it, it's it's one of those where I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. Like, Pulp Fiction. All right, cool. I've seen it. I've seen it a couple times. It's fine. But it's kind of my gripe with the Tarantino. You watch, you watch it once, and like, okay. All right, I will say, there is one scene in Pulp Fiction, and you know what scene I'm talking about, that I will fast forward through every single time. Mm-hmm. I know it. Every single time. Yep. Not dealing with that. Oh, I know it. And anybody yeah. who has seen Pulp Fiction knows it as well. For those who haven't seen it, just look it up. Maybe don't. Look it up. Yeah, in... True. Maybe better off that you don't. Don't look that up. Unless you want to see. Um... Uh, no, no, just not nope. even going there. Nope, 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 nope. That's. Nope. Uh-uh. We may have. No, nope, 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 nope. Absolutely not. All right, let's go into let's go into your top three. Okay. How the hell is Godfather Part One not at number one? <laughs> it's good What? I love the I love Godfather One, but Good Goodfellas and Empire Strikes Back. I, I can't hate on it too much because this is your list and this is not mine. But okay, maybe the question that I, that I should have for you, maybe the right question that I should be asking. Yes. Maybe it's not why Godfather Part One is three, but why is Godfather Part One behind Empire Strikes Back and Goodfellas? That's the what same question. The, what makes those two better than Godfather Part One? That's the same question, but worded differently. Okay. Yes. Yes, it sounds much more respectful and, I guess and, so. much, and much more curious. Okay, I, I am genuinely flabbergasted. Well, I have a soft spot for comedy. I know you do. I, yeah, I know. You do. Which is why a lot of movies on this list are comedies. And meanwhile, your top three are not fucking comedies. Well, Goodfellas has comedic moments. Yeah, but you're not gonna sit. You're not gonna say, "Oh, hey, honey, you want to watch a comedy tonight?" Oh, yeah, we're gonna watch Goodfellas. Like, come on, Adam. No, it's come not on, Adam. No, it's I'm like not, well, it's like, oh, honey, you want to watch a great love story, and then you turn on Game of Thrones, you turn on the Red Wedding. Come on now. No. It's not uh, okay. First of all, I didn't say that Goodfellas was a comedy. It's a, you said it has comedic elements. Yes, it does. I'm well, I'm well aware. Yeah, it's hilarious. And I'm trumping your point. It's and say that comedic elements. Every movie has some comedic elements in it. I don't know. Even, even Oppenheimer, where they're talking about a nuclear bomb, has some comedic elements in it. I'm aware. Did you did you see Oppenheimer? Well, I'm okay. No, I didn't. 
I was getting ready. I was getting ready. I was getting ready to go. I was gonna I was gonna be like, all right, we're gonna take a 10 second pause. Need to skip. Go ahead and skip. So Goodfellas, um, yeah, it has fun comedic elements. I am a big fan, like I said, big Scorsese fan. Yep. I mean, listen, no disrespect to Hofstra alum Francis Ford Coppola. But yeah, I just I don't know. I, I just like Goodfellas. And also I love the Sopranos and there's so many, there's such, there's a lot of crossover yeah. um, in the actors in those two uh, projects, which just makes it even better. And there's even like, there's like a reference well, in the same universe. I mean, it, Goodfellas is based on a true story, but you know, my favorite, one of my favorite lines in the Sopranos is when um, Christopher shoots that guy in the foot yep. and the guy's like, Oh, you shot my foot. And Chrissy's like, it happens. And like, you don't, you'd only really get that reference if you watch Goodfellas. So yes. yeah. Now Although, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to, to, to think my good, my Goodfellas brain, who was in Goodfellas. That was also in the Sopranos. V- v- Vinny Pastore, big yep. pussy. Uh, Michael Imperioli. Holy Walnuts, Holy Walnuts, Tony Sirico, Michael Imperioli. Christopher, 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 Lorraine Bracco, Dr. Melfi, of course. She played Henry Hill's wife. Yes. And then who else am I fucking missing? Um, oh, oh, wasn't, um, oh, Oh, my uh, fucking God. Frank Vincent's the actor's name, but who the fuck did he play? Phil Leotardo. Yes. Frank Vincent was in. Oh, also uh, Tony Darrow, who played. Um, oh God, what's his name? Oh my God. Never mind. <laughs> um. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so great movie. It's not that. that it's not a bad shout out because because we'll see. We'll see very shortly why. Uh, why I would agree well, with your good yes. with your Goodfellas take, but I just I don't agree with Goodfellas over uh, Godfather Part One. I'm sorry, I I'm, don't. I'm sure a lot of people wouldn't, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I, it is your it is your list yes. very subjective. I just don't agree with it. Also, uh, Empire Strikes Back is such it's such a fun movie. Ah, uh, yeah, we've talked about Empire Strikes Back a thousand times. <laughs> we talk we talk about Star Wars a lot. We do. Um, it's such it's a, a fantasy football podcast that sometimes deviates into talking about Star Wars. It's <laughs> and, and hot tub time machines. It's a it's a fantasy football podcast that is also a Star Wars podcast. That is also a film podcast. Yep, exactly. All right, Adam, you ready? I am ready. All right, I'm, I, I want. I want a list. I, I want you to keep track of how many movies you've actually seen, how many films you've actually seen. These are all films. These aren't these are movies. These are all films. So, I'll count it on my on my hand. Okay. I want to make some honorable mentions. Lawrence of Arabia, of course, as I mentioned before. Gone Girl. More recent. Ooh. I uh, more recent. actually haven't seen that. Movie. What? Oh, if you haven't seen Gone Girl, oh my god, there's no hope with this list. Uh 
Gone Girl, absolutely an honorable mention. Mamma Mia, of course, as I, as I said before. And I yes. know, oh, oh, yes, 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 yes. I want to make mention of, of this film. In my opinion, this, it's the second best war film of all time. Many would consider it the first. And that's Apocalypse Now. Oh, God. I really should have thought about that. Well, this is why I'm here. This is why I'm here. I, I, I dig deep into the cinematic archives. That's a great movie. That's a really good movie. Amazing. Amazing. Just couldn't put it in my top 20. I really tried. I really, really tried. So the, the apocalypse now, people, I, I'm so terribly sorry. And I know I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. But that's like, it's the nature of this beast. Sadly enough. Okay. <clears throat> Are we ready? I am ready. All right. At number 20. The much maligned number 20. Because now all I hear is people saying, well, if you left Apocalypse Now off, if you left Gone Girl off, you left Lawrence of Arabia off, what's number 20? The one that beat out Lawrence of Arabia, mind you. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. The Jack Nicholson classic with, of course, maybe maybe the most ironic yet also quotable movie characters of all time. Maybe not maybe not quotable, but one of the more referenced in modern culture, at least from what I hear with the older folks that that I associate myself with uh, Nurse Ratchet. <laughs> Every everyone has heard a joke involving some something involved something to do with nurse ratchet and if you had no idea where nurse ratchet came from guess what this is where it came from if one flew over the cuckoo's nest i should put airplane on my list now that i'm thinking about it talking about old, older movies well thank you so much for for spoiling my list oh whoops no well i you didn't have to say anything i'm gonna, I'm gonna be looking at this list i'm just gonna just speak out loud yes i am gonna speak out loud Number 19, because Adam just decided to speak about my list. I'm going to move it down, and I'm going to talk about it right now. Number 19, we're going with Airplane. Because Adam just decided to talk about it, so it moves down three spots, and, and we get ourselves back on track. Airplane is very funny. The inside jokes, the... The raunchy jokes that are just very, very, very hidden. And it's Airplane is also one of those films that if Airplane came out in 2023, there's no chance in hell it would be funny. Just no way. Even if it came out in 2013, no way would Airplane be funny. But because it came out in 1980 and really was one of the first true satirical films that really had ever been put out there and was so I don't want to say raunchy because I don't think raunchy is the right word but I mean, there are I some parts that are like it's a little blue I guess sure sure like like when uh when Elaine is in the cockpit taking over taking over the plane and she's blowing the autopilot and then Les and Leslie Nielsen walks in and does the eyes and sees what's going on and does the quick 180 and just scroodles on out of there. there and also the autopilot's no... a blow-up doll. Right. Like a, there's, like there's, a, there's, a sex blow-up doll. There's <laughs> no way 
there is no way in today's day and age that would be that would be funny. But for 1980, it's hysterical. Also, I mean, I don't really know much about Leslie Nielsen's career outside of Airplane, but apparently he was a very he was in a lot of serious roles before. Yes. That oh movie. yeah, he's he is a he's a very very serious actor, which like makes he, it which makes it even more funny. Yeah, he's he is not the kind that was going to be going and just doing this kind of film just because he was going to do this kind of film. He was in uh, The Naked Gun. He was in the three of them. One, one, two, three. Those those are also great. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so airplane. And, I feel like we can't even like you can't even have that today because there aren't any actors. I feel like that are in like very serious Stonewall roles. Maybe if like Cillian Murphy or Killian Murphy was in like the next American Pie movie or something like that. Oh God, a, no! Oh God, it's no. a weird example. But like that's what that's how crazy it is though, because there isn't. There really isn't a market for that kind of that kind of thing anymore. I mean, you had it maybe like the the scary movie, you know, that was kind of like your 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 jump into that epic movie as well. Epic movie was awesome. Epic movie was really funny. But those kind what of things. What was that movie you, about? Was that called End of the End of the World or something? With um all those where all the celebrities were like in that in the house with uh Seth Rogen and Michael Sarah. Oh, that's not my what? kind of film, I couldn't tell you. Okay, never mind. I couldn't tell you. Um, okay, number 18. This is my Disney film. Here it is. Tarzan. Now, yeah, that's a good one. Now, what I will say with Tarzan, the film is just good. But what puts Tarzan on this list, Adam, and this is going to take so much heat, I don't care. Is it Phil Collins? Care. It's the best film soundtrack of all time yeah it's phil collins duh by far by <laughs> far you you could throw anything else at me and i would say phil collins tarzan i i don't care john john williams sorry eat your heart out brother phil collins yeah that it, one I'm, I'm not gonna agree with you on that because john williams has makes some incredible soundtracks john williams made the prequels good you know how hard that is uh Sure, sure, but <laughs> Phil Collins, Phil Collins, did not need to make Tarzan good. Tarzan was good on its own, but he made Tarzan great, if not legendary, because of that soundtrack. People talk shit about episodes one, two, and three of Star Wars all the time, except for the soundtrack. There's always, there's always complaints. Except for the what soundtrack. I'm saying, what I'm saying is the movie is good without the soundtrack. But you add the soundtrack, it makes it even better. Star Wars one, episodes one, two, and three, you can make you can make a case, and people talk about it, say it all the time, that oh, they're all bad, but they're only good because of the soundtrack. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. The soundtrack is supposed to aid to the film, not well, make it good. The soundtrack, the soundtrack took three, three bad movies, and made them slightly average. And that's what I don't like. I like soundtrack making good movies and making them great in this case making them legendary movies you think of the best soundtrack of all time i would make a good bet that people would say 
Tarzan. A lot of people would. Because it is amazing. It like, is. my God, it is so it's it's one of the best soundtracks ever. If you haven't listened to it and you were born circa 1999, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're missing out on some culture. And not to mention, Phil Collins is fucking amazing in his own right. I love Phil He's Collins. Great. I love Phil Collins. Adam, what's your what's your which number would fit Phil Collins song? Let's let, let's hear it. Well, isn't it obvious? It's the best Phil Collins song, which is in the air tonight. Oh, that's such a lousy answer. No, that's it's such not. A, that's such a terrible answer. Now, okay. Why'd you why'd you ask me? <laughs> it's such a bad answer. I would say, now, if we're talking about just Phil Collins, then we're talking about Genesis. I would say my favorite Phil Collins song is I Wish It Would Rain Down. Um, if we're talking Genesis, I would say Land of Confusion or In Too Deep. Ooh, In Too Deep is also good. Yes, yes. Great, great sing-along song. Got that, I have to say. Uh, number 17, Forrest Gump. Hey, did you it, know that my middle name is Forrest? Middle name is Forrest? Yeah. Wait, whoa, 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 I didn't know this. <laughs> Adam Forrest Caster? That's my name. Ladies and gentlemen, we we have learned some startling information. I did not know this. I forget. What's your middle name again? Have you told me? Oh, I definitely have. Starts with a D. I don't know. Dominic. Dominic. I would not have guessed Dominic. Okay, so maybe I haven't told you. I, I, I did not know this. Oh, this is fascinating. Anyway, Forrest Gump. Amazing. Very good. And, and it's one of those two where I do kind of go back and forth on it. But what I will say is it does at times take a lot of unnecessary flack. Because is it this is probably I will say this probably is the film on this list that probably has the least rewatchability. And it's a very hot take, I know, because people talk about Forrest Gump all the time. It probably is the one where it's probably, you know, okay, why is it on this list? You know, I'm not gonna be, I'm not going back and I'm not watching Forrest Gump again and again and again. But all you need to do really is watch it once or twice, and you really just get captivated by the entire story. And that that was again one of the criteria for this list is storyline is so important. And the plot is just so thick with Forrest Gump, and it really it it it, it captures your your imagination, really pulls at your heartstrings. And any movie that can really do that, it, you're gonna make me you're gonna make me like it. You're gonna make me it's really a, really like it. It's a cool way to structure a movie, honestly. Yes, yeah, the, the the structure and the breakdown and the way that it's filmed and done. It's 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 great. I'm not gonna sit here and say it's it's the most perfect film because we all know what the perfect film is. It's Shawshank. It's Goodfellas. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're out of your fucking mind. It's Shawshank. It's a great film. Forrest Gump is really it, it makes me smile. I, it's I fun will because say. I will can, say Forrest like, Gump does make me smile. It's fun because I've seen that movie in history class more times than I've seen it like in my personal life. It, it it yeah it, it's kind of like you know 
uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. You listen to We Didn't Start the Fire in, in U.S. history in like 10th, 11th grade, and you'll never listen to it just in the car on your own. No, because then you're like, oh, man, I have to remember. I have to take the regents. God damn it. Me, meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, I will listen to anything that's Billy Joel. I will not listen to We, uh, we Didn't Start the Fire. I, I can't. Yeah. It's weird because it's, it's like just ingrained in my skull. Yeah, no, I would it's listen like to any other into, into my forehead. Yeah, and Lawrence of Arabia, by the way, isn't we didn't start the fire. Just in case you were wondering, uh, number sixteen, it had to make the list. It just had to. Revenge of the Sith. It's amazing. It's it it, it is the best Star Wars film, hands down, hands down, not close. It is perfection. Hayden Christensen, Ewan McGregor, even Natalie Portman. Great actor. Incredible Even Natalie acting. Portman, he says. Natalie Portman was amazing in the prequels. Oh, uh, she gets a lot of stick though. She gets a lot of stick. Un- no, and notice and notice too how Hayden Christensen was able to he was able to, you know, get back into the whole Star Wars cinematic universe. Natalie Portman wants nothing to do with it. Yeah, well, unwarranted, because she was she's fine. Oh, absolutely. She was she was not the problem with the with the prequels. No, it was the writing. None of them were. Not not Ewan McGregor, not Hayden Christensen. It was the fucking writing. It was awful. Yeah. But but I think <laughs> after watching the uh, most recent uh, set of Star Wars films, I think everyone would take the prequels back in a fucking heartbeat. Yeah. Well, it's. I mean, how would they bring Padme back anyway? Because Darth uh, Vader, they, they can't. They can't. And she she wouldn't do it. Yeah. She wouldn't do it. She. Now, Natalie Portman now is is too, she's too Hollywood, if that makes sense. But then again, so is so is Ewan McGregor, but he also got a stupid amount of money to come back and play Obi Wan. Yeah, well, I mean, it's fine. Natalie Portman's done done well for himself for herself. Oh yeah, um, oh yeah. Black geez. Swan, Black Swan also. By the way, Black Swan also was a candidate for this list. Yeah, that was one of those movies where like you're too young to see this when it came out. Oh, oh Black Swan, yeah, Black Swan, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I probably watched it for the first time maybe like four or five years ago, and I was like, oh, my God. Wow. I, I know why I wasn't allowed to watch this. My parents were like, you're not watching this movie. Although they took me to see Juno on Christmas for what for what's that for the for what that's worth. Because they, because there are people that view Juno as more of like, you know, that beyond scared straight sort of film. I guess. I don't know. It's, it's, it's kind of like not that not this is ever, ever acceptable, but. It's kind of like you know giving a twelve year old a beer, and watch them spit out spit out beer because their taste buds just you know they aren't mature enough to appreciate the hoppiness of uh, an ice an ice cold pilsner. I'm not saying that's that's acceptable. It's not, but it's kind of the same thing where it's like you see how this tastes. It tastes like shit. All right, now you know. Stay stay away from alcohol until you're of age and you start drinking and then. You're like, oh wow, this is actually kind of nice. I feel, I feel good. I can make terrible decisions, but it's kind of the same thing with Juno. That you know, well, parents were taking their kids to see Juno, who was like, yo, you see what happens when you mess up as a teenager and you have a kid when you're not supposed to have a fucking kid. Well, that's Juno. Well, let me tell you, I will sure. tell you that that is not the reason why my parent, why my mom and sister and cousin and grandma took me to go see Juno. It's because. My dad and my other cousin were going to see some other movie that was also too old. Like I was too young to see it. So like, where you're coming with us to see Juno? What was the film? I forget. 
It was oh, some Adam, movie. you cannot tell the story and then just leave it so open-ended like this. I just don't even... Yeah, I don't know. That's... I can't even... That's disheartening. I only remember that I saw Juno. I feel like if I watched that movie again, like today, I would think it was hilarious because there were a lot of references. I remember I remember specifically there was a scene in Juno. Have you you've seen it, right? Yes. Yes. Remember the scene where they're like putting a condom on a banana or something? Of course. Everybody in the th- in the theater started laughing. And I was like, why is everybody laughing? I did not get that joke at all. So I feel like there are going to be a lot of those if I um, went back to. All right. So I looked, I looked at the box office uh, of when Juno was out. Yeah. I, I think I know what it is. It's either National Treasure. It was not National Treasure. Okay. Then it was Cloverfield. Was it Cloverfield? No, it was a war. I'm pretty sure it was a war movie. A war well, movie? What else was out? Well, Cloverfield was a was a warm a war movie. Uh, let's see. I am Legend. Could have been Alvin and the Chipmunks. Nope, definitely not that. I'm pretty sure I saw. I did. I definitely saw that movie. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll meet the Spartans. That was a very funny movie. Spin off of 300. By the way, 300. I completely forgot about. Great film. Also forgot about that. Uh, Alien versus Predator. No, it's fine. We need to. We need to keep doing this. That's a nut. That's very annoying, Adam. That you can't remember the film. Was it Rambo? Was it Rambo? Maybe. Ram- Rambo's great. Rambo's great. Um, number fifteen, The Shining. Again, another Jack Nicholson classic. Why the fuck did I put that on my list? That's a great movie. I don't know. I, I don't know what the fuck you were thinking. You put the bench warmers on your list over the shining. All right. Well, you know what? Yeah, Adam, Adam, yeah, that that's that that's you deserve everything you have coming for that one. That was fine. that was fine. bad. Fine, fine. That was bad. That was that was that was a tough one. But the shining, really, really, really uh, just a great, great film. I mean the the setting, the setting of it all. The lighting as well. The acting was genius. And one of the most classic lines in all of cinema. It's probably honestly top five. Here's Johnny. Yeah. Honestly, honestly, if you put together a list of classic quotes from films, it here's looking at you, kid. And Honestly, probably here's Johnny. No, I think I'm gonna make an I'm gonna make an offer you can't refuse. Is probably is up there. It's up there. Yes, yes, it is up there. Uh, I do kind of think Rick Blaine here's looking at you, kid. Oh, pulls at the heartstrings every single time. Casablanca, great film. Adam, you wouldn't know you've never seen it. Uh, Number fourteen. Here we go! We get into some old-fashioned cinema time! Uh, Number 14 on my list, the 1959 classic, which really introduced a young actress into all of our lives. Someone who has, honestly, probably the first sex symbol in American cinema 
history. Marilyn Monroe in Some Like It Hot. Amazing film. And if anybody hasn't seen it, please, I urge you, urge you to go and watch it. Marilyn Monroe was brilliant in it. Tony Curtis was great in it as well. Saxophone player who witnessed a mafia murder and then pretends to be a millionaire so he can win over the bands, uh, the band that he plays in his saxophone as a saxophonist, uh, the lead singer who was played by Marilyn Monroe. Amazing. It's an amazing film. It has some comedic moments. Um, has some tense moments too, but really it was the it's the first film that Marilyn Monroe really was introduced as being well, Marilyn Monroe and the actress and well, woman that she uh that she was. Uh number 13. Film I watch every year on Christmas. It's a wonderful life. It's as a classic. It's the, it's a classic. It is just a classic. 1946 and has rewatch value. It's quotable. Storyline is fantastic. It really is. It, it's it's just so great. And George Bailey, uh, he's thinking about when he thinks about it, he's going to jump from the bridge and then he's rescued by his guardian angel Clarence like oh my god it's powerful stuff it's it, it's it, it's really powerful stuff number 12 not going to go too far into it cuz Adam had it on his list the departed even though Adam just managed to watch the fucking end of the movie and didn't well no you did watch the entire thing correct i've seen the entire movie okay okay good 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 okay i'm just make, i'm just making sure i'm just making yeah sure. i've seen i thought I've seen you did but i wasn't movie. sure the first yeah. I was gonna I said the first exposure to the movie was the ending and uh-huh. nothing else. Okay. Okay. And All then right. so so for you, some reason. <laughs> so want, you, you got you got your, your share of, of meeting Billy Costigan and uh and Frank Costello, correct? Yes. Okay. Good. Um good. A and, line, and then also Col- and Colin Sullivan too. Great guy. Yes. Um a line that speaking of quotable things, something that I say that I used to say a lot, and I still sometimes do is uh from the departed a movie that i quote a lot is uh maybe maybe not maybe fuck yourself i love that line quotable yep uh number 11 schindler's list when you're obviously very sensitive topic that schindler's list was able to cover but when you're able to cover something as just tragic i think is the best way to put it like like the holocaust was and is and you're able to make it and turn it into a film that not only is it emotionally riveting but is so worth watching and it's great based on true story right yeah yeah absolutely based on true story and is able to educate as much as it, it, it is to, I use this term very loosely, and it's going to sound absolutely awful when I say this, but entertain as well, because you know when you you want to watch a movie, you want to be you want to be entertained, and kind of hard to do that when you're you know you're you're watching a film that is based around arguably one of the darkest times in the history of mankind, 
with the Holocaust and everything that went on there. But the way that it is presented, the way that it is portrayed, and the story that is told is just it's it's incredible. It is incredible. I believe Schindler's List also won uh, Best Picture. Am I, am I am I mistaken in that? If it didn't, then that would be criminal. I think it did. I'm pretty it, sure it did. If I'm if I'm wrong, forgive me. But I mean, there's a reason why it's so critically acclaimed, like it is, and even now, even now, when you know it's thirty years later, came out in 1993. 30 years later, here we are. We're still talking about Schindler's List and and people talk about it all the time and just how great of a film it was and how emotional of a film it was. It's it, it's amazing. And and it is really, I mean, you talk about Liam Neeson and, and the amazing career that he has had. Schindler's List is where it all started, really. That's where it just went rocket yep. ship rocket ship to to the moon uh number 10 again it's another classic film here we go uh seven samurai 19 1954 uh it is probably the easiest three and a half hour film you're ever going to watch it's so so good uh Basically, it is all about a samurai that answers a village village's request after the village is basically being looted for uh, for all of their all of their crop. And the samurai basically picks six people from the village and teaches them how to defend themselves. And at the end, there's a giant battle when forty bandits go and attack the village, and the seven samurai are now in charge of defending the village and it's it is so good it's it, i'm telling you it is so easy easy to watch and it was it's one of the most successful movies in japan for the time and i believe the director for that was akira kurosawa and no way yeah he's I, a he's a legend he is mm-hmm. he's a legendary dir- director 19, 1954, this came out, and still, you go back, you go back, and you watch it. I'm telling you, it, it is the easiest three and a half hours that you're going to sit down here and watch a film. And you're like, wow, that flew. Number nine, The Wizard of Oz. We're off to see the wizard, the wonderful Wizard of Oz. I mean, again, it's a classic, quotable. It is. Storyline is good. The, the, the way that it's just portrayed in the story, everything in the sword, gorgeous. It, it, it is, it's a gorgeous film. Now, maybe where people will take points off of The Wizard of Oz, does it have rewatch value? I believe it does, but some people eh. will argue that it doesn't. And I, to- really. I totally understand. It's That's definitely... one that I'm not going to fight people on if they say, oh, yeah, I'm not going to go back and watch The Wizard of Oz. I get it. I get it. But for me, it's amazing. Number eight, Saving Private Ryan. The, That's a great one. My opinion is the best war movie of all time. Saving Private Ryan. It Again, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, take another spot on this list, young man. It just Everybody's seen Saving Private Ryan, I think. Yes, at least the first scene of Saving Private Ryan. 
Have you seen Saving Private Ryan the entire thing? No, I'm saying at least I'm sure everybody's seen at least the first scene. Oh, it's oh, famous. Oh, yes. Yeah. It, no, it, I've it seen is. the whole movie. Yes. Yes. It's great. Good. You're, you're, you're cultured in that regard. Thank God. You put the benchwarmers on your list, not Saving Private Ryan. That's what I get for saving things to the last minute. Okay. We're yeah, done. yeah, pretty much. And you wanted to do that. You wanted to do this show. This is this was on you. Okay, fine. Whatever. Number seven. Are you not entertained? Gladiator. Really, arguably the number one film on Russell Crowe's filmography. It's it's incredible. It really is. And it really, it really, the thing with Gladiator, which I think is is really fascinating to me, is it took a genre that really is not touched all that much for the time at least in in, in 2000 you know you you had your you had your war stories and your war films and and things like that but you really didn't have anything that was well gladiators you really didn't and it gave it gave rise to a whole subgenre of 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 film that well let's face it even even now you don't really have your true gladiator gladiator films that that come out that you're just you know sitting down to to really watch and it really it would aids the film as well is is Russell Crowe and just how good he portrayed his for the film he was amazing in this film and you haven't you seen Gladiator please my God I've seen <laughs> Gladiator. Maximus is he he's special. He's special. Yep. Strength another, and honor. Another one for, for history class, that's for sure. Yes, very much so. All right, now and, we're into the top six. Now we're into the top six. We're in serious. Oh what you didn't you didn't put Troy on your list? No, I didn't. <laughs> Great. No, I didn't. no I'm just I, I did whatever. Number six. I'm not gonna talk about it too much because Adam had it as a, as a number one. Good fellas. Adam, Adam really articulated it very well. I I stand by him. Goodfellas, Goodfellas is great. Cast is amazing. The direct uh, directing is amazing. Cinematography is great. It's good stuff. It's good, good, good stuff. Number five, a real shout to be number one. A real shout because many people will say that this is the best film of all time, and that's also including Shawshank. Godfather Part yes. One, Part Two, Citizen Kane. It is. If you're looking for something that maybe you're not necessarily all about the whole black and white, watching a film that's in black and white, A, grow up, and B, if you're looking for something that's going to get you into that, this is your way in. Citizen I will Kane. Tell you. Go ahead. Citizen Kane, what it did for cinematography at the time is awesome. Yep. With all the POV shots that it did, <laughs> mainly. Um, and just, I don't know. It's one of those things where like, it took me a couple, it took me like a couple years to realize like how good it was. Cause I think when I first saw it, I was like, so this is it? Like, what's all the hype about? But yeah, it took a while to, for it to really kind of grow on me. 
but it's it's a good one. It's definitely a good one. And it's a very easy watch too. It's only it's only two hours, so it's not like you're going to be sitting there watching, you know, a film that maybe you don't necessarily want to watch. Um, you know, it's like a, like a three hour film. It's it's a very easy watch in in, in two hours. Um, and what's crazy about Citizen Kane too is if I, don't, if I remember this correctly, if if this is completely wrong, then forgive my rambling. But I believe that when it first came out in 1951 or 1941 excuse me that it flopped miserably at the box office that it didn't recoup what it cost to make and it basically went completely dead and quiet for 15 years until it gathered significant steam because there were critics out there that happened to just pick up Citizen Kane and were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then it was re-released and it really caught steam. And I believe it was like 1956 is when Citizen Kane really entered the the everyday sphere of um, of modern cinema for the times and. What's in, what's interesting too is, um, and regardless of how you feel about him, um, I do recall from a long time ago that uh, this is actually Donald Trump's favorite film ever Uh-oh. is Citizen Kane, and he calls himself a a Citizen Kane um, uh, mega fan. I guess is what you would call it. So maybe, maybe if if you don't want to watch Citizen Kane, that then, then if you're not a fan of, uh, of well, we had a good uh, we had a good Trump, run then. we had a good run Citizen Kane, but I guess I don't like you anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Orson Welles' the spirit. I just don't. I just don't. I'm not a fan now. Yeah, and 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 by the way, too, they also they also film part of the part of the film is also filmed in Madison Square Garden, which. You know, if you're if you're into that sort if you're into that sort of thing, when uh, when uh, Charles Foster Kane is uh, running for governor and he makes his campaign speech, guess where the campaign speech was? It was in Madison Square Garden. That's really so. Cool. So if you if you like if you like that, then Citizen Kane um, is for you. If you're getting looking your entry into black and white, the two I always recommend are Citizen Kane and Casablanca. Gone with, the, Gone with the Wind is, is a little bit, a little bit dense. And I know some people, you know, don't really love it. Uh, Casablanca and Gone with the Wind. If you want your, your entrance into black and white, that's the way to go. Or anything with John Wayne in it is good, good stuff too. Um, number four. All right, this is this is serious time because I'm going to say something that is going to be. Extreme, maybe extremely controversial, but okay. I'm going to go ahead and say it anyway. Daniel Day Lewis portraying Daniel Pla- Daniel Plainview and There Will Be Blood is the best acting job in history. Number what? one. Number one. That's the best acting job in history, without a doubt. Than, I shouldn't say without a doubt because there are many others that could definitely. I have I have a few doubts. I will. <laughs> he was 
amazing in this film. He won every every award there was to win for his portrayal of Daniel Plainview. He won Best Actor at the Academy Awards. He won at BAFTA. He won at the Golden Globes. He won at the Screen Actors Guild. He won everything. And it is widely considered to be one of the best modern films ever. And honestly, you can make a case that someone else that could actually be in the who played who the best ever, Daniel Day-Lewis would also be in that discussion for when he portrayed Lincoln. Yeah. The, the, the guy, he's, the guy is just the, one of the greatest character actors ever. And nobody talks about Daniel Day-Lewis as no, that. No, they really he's, don't. He is so under, criminally underrated. It's, it's insane. And there are people also that will say that there will be blood is overrated. I say to those people, A, you're out of your fucking minds. B, you're out of your fucking minds. Daniel Day, there will be blood is amazing. And anything that Daniel Day Lewis is in, guess what? Odds are I'm going to watch and odds are I'm probably going to enjoy because he is just that good of an actor and he only does things that he feels that are going to be really, really good. Like he has not done a film in six years. The last one that he did was Phantom Thread, I believe. That was in 2017. And then before that, the last one that he did was Lincoln in yeah. 2012. That's why I think he's underrated is because he's just not in a lot of movies. No, he's not. And but if you look if you look at his uh his filmography and his credits, I mean there are films in here that oh my god just by just like last of the mohicans amazing the crucible the boxer gangs of new york a uh, gangs of new york also was in, in that top 50 i want to point that out uh the ballad of jack and rose is really good nine and of course the hope blood which is oh my god it, 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 i i urge urge everyone Please, for the love of God, go watch There Will Be Blood. Adam, have you seen There Will Be Blood? No. What have you seen that could be considered a classic? For God's sake. Uh, number, have... number three. Okay, I'll give you a count of the, the amount of movies I've seen on the on your list, actually. Let me get let me get through my let me get through my three and then we go, let me go through it, then we can get out of here. Okay. Number three. No country for old men. I said that Daniel Day-Lewis is, he played the best character ever with Daniel Plainview in, in, in There Will Be Blood. Arguably the best villain ever played by Javier Bardem with Anton Shakur. Oh my God. It's a you want, pretty you want gripping about, performance. You want to talk about a role that just fits so well? Javier Bardem, Anton. I don't know why. It just works. I felt like he was going to jump out of the screen and, and kill me. Like he was horrifying. He's terrifying. And then when he when he uses um when he used the uh that that I don't know what I would call it, like the air gun, the air nail gun, and he's just blowing people's freaking brains out. 
Like, oh my god. I will say, too, obviously, I mean, Tommy Lee, the, the man, the man just has, the man's, a, the man's an icon. Josh Broylan, I'm not really a huge fan of his generally, but in the film, he was excellent for the part that he played. And fair fucks to Josh Broylan. Because again, he's not someone that I'm going to go out of my way and be like, oh yeah, Josh Broylan is in this? Oh, okay, whatever. But he was really, really good in No Country for Old Men. Rewatch value. And again, you want to talk about a directorial duo that no matter what they put out is always going to be good. The Cohen brothers, Joel and Ethan Cohen, they always put out very, very, very good stuff. And they have that they haven't put out um I thought you they haven't well, put out anything in a while. I thought you said you didn't like the Big Lebowski. Um well I, I the Big Lebowski, again, I've only I've only seen in bits and pieces. Oh. I've only seen I've only seen in, in bits and pieces, but that's like the reverse. I've only seen bits and pieces of No Country for Old Men, but I love the Big Lebowski. One of one of their favorite, the the Cohen brothers. One one of their their favorites. Have you ever seen Oh Brother Where Art Thou? That's I also so seen so bits funny. and pieces. I've heard it's very funny. It's so funny, and we love we love George Clooney when when he, when he tries to be funny. Uh, and then also True Grit, which by the way also. Guess who's in True Grit? Josh Broyland. But I love you know, I love that movie. Jeff Bridges mm-hmm. is fantastic in that yep. movie. And then also and then also, good friend Matt Damon, great guy. Great guy. I absolutely love him. You could have given me two weeks, and I probably wouldn't have. It's like talking to you, and looking at a second list. I'm like, oh, it just gives me ideas of other movies. What, so, could, I, anyway. what could I say? Look what I said. I just inc- I just incite brilliance. If I had gone on BuzzFeed, probably it would have inspired me to get to find other movie to think of other movies that I've seen. I'm like, oh, oh that could be on the list. Should advanced research. Number two. I talk about the film a lot. Parasite. Yes. Parasite. When it won at the 2019 Oscars, everyone said. Huh? What? Parasite? The fuck is that? Then you actually watch it. And then you get to be introduced to the Kim family. And you realize why Bong Joon-ho won everything there is to win for this film. It is unbelievable. And what's crazy about this, and I've said this a thousand times, but in case you're new to the program, this is the way that South Korean cinema is. It just so happens that this is the one that just managed to get out and is more mainstream. So people that are more in the in the in-depth cinematic community they they see this film and they say it's it's a great film but this is also what south korean cinema is 
So it's not like a huge shock to them. But for us, where, you know, there are films that come out all the time and maybe, you know, if you throw a hundred things at a wall, one or two of those things are going to stick. It's the same thing with South Korea, South Korean cinema. You throw a hundred films at the wall, one of them comes out and all of a sudden it's considered to be one of the best films of all time. And Parasite is. Parasite is un. It is so good. It yeah. Oh, the the it starts out. The film itself is probably about just over two hours. So we'll say the first hour and fifteen minutes. It gradually picks up steam, like slowly but surely it gets going it gets going and you think you'd know where the film is gonna go and then you don't and then it just goes in a totally different direction and you are left with your jaw on the floor and it was this close to being number one it was that close it wasn't because number one with again, arguably the, one of the best performances by an actor for a character ever, The Dark Knight, Heath Ledger yeah. as the Joker. Honestly, you, I, I'll I'll say Daniel Day Lewis played Daniel Plainview better than Heath Ledger played the Joker, but not by much. I mean, you could, Adam, could you make a case that and I know this has been talked about a lot in in theories and there have been essays that have been written about this subject but could you say that the main character in the dark knight actually was the joker and not batman yes i think a lot of people would say that i, I i'm one of them i'm one of them because i don't know if it was intended to be that way but it sure as shit comes off as heath ledger and the joker Make up the entire film. Well, it's because he steals every scene that he's in, basically. Sure. <laughs> sure. And I will say this too. Christian Bale was a great Batman. I didn't like the voice, though. I didn't like the the growly voice. It just... Sure. And that that's, that's a fair argument to make. That's the only thing, though. Christian Bale was a great... You... It was a great Bruce Wayne. Well, but... did you did you know who actually auditioned to be Batman? Who? Killian Murphy. Yes. Killian Murphy auditioned to be Batman, but then it was given to to Christian Bale. But when he auditioned to be Batman, Christopher Nolan said to Killian Murphy, "You did really well. I'm going to have a role for you in a in a feature film of mine." And it just so happened that that well, feature it... film was. Fifteen years later, with Oppenheimer, he was and in. He was in it, Batman Begins. He was Scarecrow. Well, I know, I know. I'm saying where he's where he's the lead. Oh, he, where he's the lead. Okay, where he's the lead. That's and it, came, it. Came fifty. It came fifteen years later with Oppenheimer. Yes. Which okay. Which is a better film than The Dark Knight. Yes. Well, yeah. Uh, you wouldn't know because you haven't seen it. Okay, whatever. I'm just going along. The Dark Knight is great. 
Dark Knight, oh. The Dark Knight's amazing. It, it is a really, really amazing film. And my only critique is that Maggie Gyllenhaal literally does nothing for me. Yeah. Well, actually, I remember what I was going to say. because I She's somewhat convincing, Adam. I don't know. Whatever. Um, I just... I grew up on anime on animated Batman with Kevin Conroy, um, sure. uh, the late Kevin Conroy, who who voiced him in basically everything for years and years and years. Sure. And so, yeah, that's the only that's literally like I said, the only problem that I have with Christian Bale's Batman is the voice that he does. He did not need to do that voice. No, it's just dumb. And I, I'm sure dumb. that hurt. I'm sure that hurt like hell for him to do it all the time. Also, oh my god, my throat would have been like fucking sandpaper. Are you kidding? Why would he choose? Why would he choose to do that? Is the thing I don't know. I don't. The, know. Cool, the coolest thing about the trilogy is Christopher Nolan's vision, where it's like nobody has superpowers in the Dark Knight trilogy. It's just like yes. people. It's just normal people doing crazy shit. Right. Nobody has superpowers. And listen, Adam, you really want to know who does make the entire film? Gary Oldman, great guy. Gary Oldman as Commissioner Gordon, that's correct. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, oh my God. I mean, actually, in all, in all seriousness, though, Gary Oldman is so convincing. He really actually, is. It's Michael Caine as Alfred. Yeah, it's me. It's me, Michael Caine. Yeah, it's, it's just a great, great cast. I don't know how Christopher Nolan does it to just align the schedules of all these A list actors to be in his movies. It's, it's crazy. Crazy. How, it, it, how it, does Chris, and then Go Anne Hathaway comes in in the third movie. Like, oh, here's Anne Hathaway. Now that's like, an actress. Unbelievable. Now that's an actress. That is that's. Oh, uh... and here's Tom Hardy also, who with, oh. <laughs> with the performance of his life in the Dark yeah, Knight and Rises. And then, fu- and then funny enough, who gets who gets reunited in a future show? Tom Hardy and Killian Murphy, Peaky Blinders, Alfie <laughs> Solomon's. Paul Michelby. Great people. Great, great people. You see, you see there, Tommy. I'm going to do what other the fuck I want to do because I'm Alfie Solomons. Have you seen Peaky Blinders, Adam? No. Oh my fucking God. What do you do in your spare time? Well, I play video games mainly. Um, yeah. I don't know. So I've seen 13 of these movies, actually. Okay. Out of I, your I, list. That's a better return than I was expecting. All right, name them. I have seen Tarzan, Forrest Gump, Revenge of the Sith, Airplane, The Shining, The Departed, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Schindler's List, great movie. The Wizard of Oz, Saving Private Ryan, Gladiator, Goodfellas, Citizen Kane, and Dark Knight. Okay. So new homework. You need to watch Parasite and No Country for Old okay. Men, and there will be blood. Okay. There will be blood is, is amazing. If I would say, if I would say for anybody, anybody in this list, on my list that I would say everyone needs to see, it is Parasite. That is, that is the one. But, but encompassing and including, of course, the the pinnacle of excellence. My my six films that I could I couldn't mention. Gone with the Wind, Oppenheimer, Casablanca, Godfather's part, Godfather Part One and Part Two, and then Shawshank. That, that, that's that's the, those are the white whale of films. Yeah, I feel like I don't know a lot of your films. You once again another thing that you and my dad can bond over 
He loves old movies. Because the man is cultured. He is. It's a shame he didn't pass that to his son. Well, you know what? <laughs> That's mean. I was not this mean to you. <laughs> I've never been this mean to you about movies. I'm just, I'm offended. Because I'm educated about films, Adam. You put the Benchwarmers at 20. Actually, I changed it. Because people change. Like, man, that, that fucking pen let us down. Well, no, it didn't. It actually gave me junk material for quite a long time. Thank God. Fuck that pen. I love that pen. I might, I might kiss it. Mwah. You do that. Where's the pen? Where's the pen? It's somewhere. I lost it. Oh, there it is. I actually found it. <laughs> I did. Oh, wait. No, I took out the wrong fucking pen. Shit. Oh. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it would have been hilarious if you kissed the wrong pen. I That would have been very funny. Listen. Some sometimes you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do, and that includes putting the benchwarmers at twenty. Yeah, that's it. If there's one movie on my list that's not on my list anymore because it's been replaced <laughs> by The Big Lebowski, um, it's brilliant. But if there's one movie that you should see, it's The Benchwarmers. It's a great movie. Some would say John Heater's second best movie, next to Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> Actually, third oh best movie. Oh my god! Next to Napoleon Dynamite and Blades of Glory. Have you seen Blades of Glory? Actually, yes, I have. I have long time ago. Long time ago, yeah. but I've seen it. That's a good one. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. That's, that's couldn't t- couldn't tell you a damn thing that happened, but I, just I mean, I it was yeah. It's about figure skating. Figure skating. Which, sorry. Sorry, yeah. I know. I know. Uh, figure skaters get offense, get offended when I when uh, they say it's ice skating. No, it's figure skating. I mean, technically, I mean, it is about ice skating, but yeah, yeah, it's you got you got to be correct with what you say. It's it's figure skating. Yeah, you know, the figure only skater, they, get, they get very cross when uh, when you don't refer to it as figure skating. Uh, that's fair. Um, yeah, so I don't know. I uh, definitely didn't. Uh, you skewed more older, and I skewed more recent movies. Uh, and color me absolutely stunned by that development. Yeah. Well, I just don't watch a ton of older movies. And I watch only older films because yes. modern cinema, for the most part, absolutely sucks. Yeah. Depends. Depends on the genre. Now, modern television, different story. You know what's a great to, movie? Do it, do it TV shows? TV shows would be very modern. Very modern. Yeah, I would say so. Like um, Thrones, um, The Crown, Peaky Blinders, Friends. Um, you would put Friends? Breaking Bad. Did you, say, did you say Breaking Bad? I think I heard I, that. I said Breaking Bad, but you, yeah, I yeah, thought you didn't job. like The Friends. Office. What's that? I thought you didn't like Friends. No, but there are people, there are people who do who do think Friends is, is absolutely incredible. So I, I had to give it at least a shout it's yeah. it's critically acclaimed. Friends. It is critically acclaimed. The only movie that I'm just thinking about that we didn't put that's it's probably in your top 100 or top 50 maybe. Okay, is the Untouchables. Um, yeah, it was fine. You didn't like it? It was fine. It was fine. I know people who swear by the Untouchables. I'm just not one of them. It's uh, that was one of those movies 
first time in a while that I've watched a movie and it's gotten me like hooked immediately. Yeah, I, I know some people who who are the in the in the exact same boat. I'm just not one of them. But yeah, trust me, I, I understand. I understand the appeal. So I, mean, I, I guess I have a I have a thing for mob movies. I guess uh, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> So, all right, and ever everyone can now exhale. Yes, we are oh we are done. God. All right, so you read yours again, sure. And then I'll read mine, and then we'll get out of here. Sure. So twenty one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Nineteen airplane. Eighteen Tarzan. Seventeen Forrest Gump. Sixteen Revenge of the Sith. Fifteen The Shining. Fourteen Something Like It Hot. 13, It's a Wonderful Life, 12, The Departed, 11, Shinless List, 10, Seven Samurai, really missed out on a potential joke, putting Seven Samurai at 7 and not 10. That was a big misstep on my part. 9, The Wizard of Oz, 8, Saving Private Ryan, 7, Gladiator, 6, Goodfellas, 5, Citizen Kane, 4, There Will Be Blood, 3, No Country for Old Men, 2, Parasite, and then number 1, The Dark Knight. All right. So from 20 to 1, uh, the Big Lebowski. Nope, 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 nope. Start yes, over. Yes, yes, start over. Nope. Fine, start over. You warmers. big fucking phony. Start Fine. over. People can change. In, in the mid, in the middle of it, after receiving intense criticism, no, say it with your chest. Yes, yes, they say can. Say it with your chest, Adam. I, I will respect it if you could say it with your damn chest. Fine. The bench warmers. I'm sorry. The bench warmers. The I'm bench sorry. warmers at there twenty. Much better. And then the hateful eight. Moneyball, Dragon Ball Super, Broly. Great movie if you like animated movies and also fighting. Um, Happy Gilmore, La La Land, Semi Pro, Toy Story 3, Birdman, Shazam, Office Space, Major League, The Wolf of Wall Street, The Dark Knight, Austin Powers and Gold Member. Also, phenomenal movie. Hilarious. Um, Beyonce's in it if you're, if you're a fan of Beyonce. Um, I'm sure some people are. Yes. Uh, the Departed, Pulp Fiction, The Godfather Part 1, Episode 5, The Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars, and Goodfellas. Very good list, Adam, especially number 20. Best, yes. best pick of the bunch. Bench you, know what? I, you know what? I am going to lean into it. Of course, as you should. Bench warmer should have been number one. Thank you, God. We're getting that's somewhere. My, We're getting somewhere uh, now. That's my mistake. That's, that's my fault. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Thank God we're getting somewhere. Amen. Hallelujah. He's he's, embr- you, he's he's embracing it. How can you talk about the? Uh, how can you underrate the comedy of I Am Twelve? I think about that every single day, Adam. Yes. And I'm so I'm so glad that you brought it back, and we that we now can appreciate the absolute gem. That is the bench warmers. Thanks to you. Yes. So thank you very much, Adam, for your contribution to society. It is greatly Cold appreciated. Oh, classic. David Hader's or uh, David called classic. David Spit. I almost said David Hader. He's a different guy. Um, David Spade's haircut in that movie is not great, though. No, the ball, the ball, the ball cut is not good. Is not no. good. As as you would know, as you would uh, know, as as COO of the uh, the 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 uh, the bowl cut fan club. Not even CEO. No, 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 no. David Spade, David Spade in Benchwarmers is the CEO. I'm just happy. I'm. I should be the CEO of the X Bowl Cut Club 
because I'm happy I don't have one anymore. No, 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 no. Nope. Once, once a bowl cutter, always a bowl cutter. Yeah, they never even used a bowl. It, my hair just like was like that it's when like, I was when I was little. It's like you know, it's like when you're a member of the Arsenal. Once a gooner, always a gooner. No. Once a this bowl cutter, not, always a bowl cutter. This is not a club I do, I want to be a part of. <laughs> ah, all right. Well, that was fun. Yeah. Look. Yeah. Nice. Little- come back next week. Come back next week when my list will be completely different because that's how. I- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Except for bench warmers, bench warmers will be number one. Yeah, bench warmers will be number one, but everything else will be different because that's how Perfect. my opinions work. Because that's how my opinions work. Perfect. And and stay and stay tuned. Stay tuned for the off season. We'll be doing a live watch along of bench warmers. Can we? That would be amazing. <laughs> we like a copyright claimed up the ass, but it would be fucking funny. Yeah, I'll show you why I love it so much. <laughs> oh, that made my day. That made my day, Adam. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I needed that. Okay. It was a great time. It was a great time. It was a great time, buddy. Nice little, nice little midweek episode, and then uh, we'll see you back at the fantasy show. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basic Talk Podcast. Final episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host at Bird of I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.